All right, listeners, welcome to Fedable.com role-playing podcast. We are here recording yet another Geeky Topics roundtable discussion. I am joined with my cohorts, Angela, Billy, Daniel, and the boss man himself, Jesus. How you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day we we might be we we might be professional enough and legitimate enough to actually have to refer to you as boss and not cross you, as it were. I am okay with this plan. We should continue this plan. You really want the four of us as your only employees? <laughs> Crucial. If I make enough money, there might be some some changes. <laughs> <laughs> We're some, restructuring uh, the corporate uh, oh, structure. Yeah, restructuring the corporate structure. Uh, loosening some uh, unnecessary assets. I'm so proud of you. You guys <laughs> played two Shadowrun games. Look at you. <laughs> Ruthless. Oh, yeah, you made us monsters. Oh my god, yeah. No, you guys are wonderful. You really did. <laughs> um, right, so we've uh, got, uh, got some topics that we're going to cover for you nice people. Uh, we're going to launch right into it. Uh, I want to start with something that's near and dear to my dark, shriveled heart, which is the resurgence of Reading Rainbow. It's brought to you by the wonder that is crowdsourcing via Kickstarter. Now, as many of you listeners uh, probably have heard, LeVar Burton and his, and his company um, RR Kids with a Z has because uh, it's hip. Because it's hip. Well, now, clearly we need Reading Rainbow. They can't even spell <laughs> this way. Except that Reading Rainbow is not about spelling. Ah. It's about reading comprehension. It's about love of reading. Love of reading comprehension. That's what ki- the leading comprehension is what killed it. I thought it was about yeah. butterflies. In Guys, the sky? This song. You, you mean a dick? No, okay. Escape ride. I'm a reader. I really want that to like cut out, <laughs> so it's like me yelling. Then all of a sudden, hey, we're back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, uh, Levar Burton went live on mm-hmm. uh, Kickstarter, giving themselves thirty-five days for a one million dollar target. And apparently, the the it's normally thirty days. He gave himself the extra five days because his company was worried that they weren't going to reach it, which they then proceeded to do in twelve hours. Mm-hmm. They have now moved their their target to five million dollars, and at the time of this recording, they have twelve days left, I believe. And no, no, they have like twenty something days. Oh, twenty. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of twenty two, yeah. twenty one days. I think twenty five. I think they have might even thirty. I mean, it yeah. it was. What not I do long know though. is that I mean, when I checked this morning, they have three point five million dollars. Oh wow. Yeah, they're going to reach $5 million, no problem. And apparently what this is for, uh, LeVar Burton in an interview said, um, so that they can, uh, the focus on, is on launching the Reading Rainbow app on as many platforms as possible. And so with $5 million, they can bring it to like Android and, you know. Uh, 24 days to go. 24 days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They're going to be soaking in money. Yeah, I think they. I think they'll make their five million goal, but I think that's about it. Five yeah. million, maybe they can get to seven million. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money. No, no, I think I think See, it is. B- Billy and I, we have a, uh, a a game that we like to do. Whenever there's a new Kickstarter that starts doing incredibly well, and so uh, we 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 bet on what their their Are final prices. Writing the Kickstarter, yeah. <laughs> one dollar. <laughs> so. Billy, you, you were initially saying, you know, five to seven. I said five to seven, just yep. because even right now, they, they made that million in the very beginning. Then they made two million fairly quick, and now it's been, I think, almost close to a week, and they, I think three, I think they get three million we're ten fairly days, quick. We're ten days in, and they're at 3.5. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, but it's, they were like two days in, and they already had three million. 
and then eight days it's been on just kind of getting another fi- another 500,000. I think uh, it's starting to lose a little bit, mm-hmm. but I still think that they're going to get a big push at the end. So I'm, I think that, you know, five million is an amazing goal, but some people I know are, some people are saying it's going to be 10. I, yes, I believe that this Kickstarter will be like a butterfly in the sky. <laughs> and make it rain. It can go twice as high. <laughs> it will reach 10 million. It will not. Okay, so hey, hey, got, guys, prove me wrong, please. <laughs> listeners at home, you've heard it here. Billy uh, hates reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just really hates butterflies in the sky. <laughs> I think he just hates LeVar Burton and he needs to die. No, no, I, I think... That was, that was a really quick yeah. no. <laughs> no, I just I think it's realistic that yeah. uh, five million is an, uh, an incredible goal, and I think I think it's just not going to go farther than that, just because right now it's losing a little steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would say maybe seven million. I just don't think yeah. uh, some people were saying ten million. I'm like I don't think yeah. it will break. Twice as high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By some people, he means. His yeah. Life. Most Kickstarters get their biggest burst around the last two days because that's when people get the reminders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, by the way, this is going to be done in two days. Like, oh, I forgot to post to give money. So yeah. we'll see what happens the last two. All right. Well, um, and also. Oh. Oh, I was going to say, it's like, I think we all can agree, though. We're all encouraging this. I know oh, there's yeah. some people saying, like, this is stupid. This is bad. I'm like, I don't. But people I can't, I can't think of a good idea why people this is People say all sorts of Yeah, that's yes. true. This is, this is simply beautiful. And LeVar giving his amazing little, uh, after I think the 12, oh, his thank 12 you hours, speech. the thank oh, yeah. you, is, it, it definitely shows that this guy's not trying to get the money for himself. This is uh, this is definitely Reading Robo is a passion project, and it's really exciting to see somebody uh, guiding Reading Rainbow uh, from the face to the now the guy making some of the ch- heavy choices. Mm-hmm. It's just behind someone who's really in love. I mean, yeah. uh, the last time I saw that much passion, I would say that was Mister yeah. Rogers. Rod, yeah. Mister Rogers was definitely passionate about education, and I think Lavar Burton definitely has that passion about it. He's yeah. not in it for the money; he's in this to make this. A better place, and it's yeah. exciting to see. And for good reason. Have you seen the stats on his website? Like one in four children can't read properly. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah I think and if they hit uh, twenty million, Lavar will actually go home to home to every one of those uh, <laughs> <laughs> shovel book in their hand. Like, God damn it! Read yeah. it. Uh, what I find really encouraging is that uh, Lavar Burton did an interview recently, and he said that the average donation, like, so they've had three point five million dollars in donation. The average level is forty five dollars. This is all people donating five, ten dollars, saying, "Yeah, this is awesome." Yep. Go for it, Lavar Burton. I am a millennial that grew up on Reading Rainbow, Mm -hmm. and even though I read really well, I can't get a job. So here's five (laughs) dollars of coffee money. Yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing. Um, And uh, and I really liked his his approach because uh, when he was interviewed. they asked, are you rebooting the show? He's like, no, no, no. And he has said this beautiful thing, and I'm paraphrasing here, forgive me. Uh, he said, when we were doing Reading Rainbow, like in the 80s and 90s, television was the main method in which to connect with kids. Now, television is just one of many screens that kids utilize. And so in order to make the most outreach as possible, you need to be on as many screens as possible Effectively, be, both showing himself to be incredibly savvy about how to get this uh, get this product across or get this service across um, and this message, but also probably giving William Gibson this amazing idea boner for his next <laughs> his next book. Well, would you expect anything else from the engineer of the Enterprise? Yeah, that's a very good point. It's yep. a very good point. And uh, anybody else really wanted to like throw in their all their life oh, savings cool. to get that ten thousand dollar award of. Meeting him, having a private dinner, and then getting to wear his visor. 
I would probably just react like Donald Glover from Community and sit there catatonic and make a small thing. Make a high pitched whine. Yep. I will um, admit I'll probably do the same exact thing. Yeah. I would love to yeah. meet LeVar Burton. Mm-hmm. I would just I I think I'd just pass out. Forget catatonic, I'd just be like done. Yep. I just I don't think I'd pass out. I think I would regret everything I say to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to meet you. God, you sound so desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's really nice. I could you know, I just it's an honor. God, it's no, why are you on the What's wrong with you? Is everything okay? Yes, Mr. LeVar. I mean, oh my God, I yelled at LeVar Burton. I hate you. I yelled it's at Mr. Burton. It's Mr. Burton, you son of a bitch. <laughs> are you related to Tim Burton? Why? Why would you ask that? Why would you ask that? Uh, I regret everything I would say that, man. I wouldn't know what to say. He's amazing. Yes, he is. So yeah, I'm excited ab- about it. Absolutely. That. And I, loved, I, did, I did love his emotional response. Um, so I'm curious, though, for you guys... If they did reboot the TV series, what platform do you think would you like to see it on most? He brought up YouTube. He brought up Netflix. I, I, I'd say HBO, so they don't have to censor all the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my joke was going to be Showtime has a gritty reboot. Game, <laughs> game of Reading is going to be a really interesting <laughs> show. In the game of Reading, you read or you, you die. die. <laughs> Where's he LeVar Burton on the Iron Throne? Just yes, sir. It's made of books. All right. It's made of somebody, books. Somebody, somebody write that down. I, I need yeah. to break out the Photoshop later. Okay. Yeah. That is a short story someone's going to write. Yeah. LeVar Burton on the, the Throne of Books. Butterfly in the sky. All my enemies can die. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm not a nerd. Yeah. So, uh, okay. yeah. I would say, I mean, he's right. Uh, just... I guess YouTube, just because it's so accessible to everybody. Every you know, tablets out there. Not a lot of rich, not a lot of poor people have tablets. Yeah. Um, not that I don't think not all of them do. Some of them like, tablets are becoming quite affordable, and a lot of charities are actually donating. Schools are donating, so that's one way of getting yeah, them. Kids have but, tablet iPads from school too. Yeah, yeah. I think YouTube just is, is a great, easy way to get kids mm-hmm. who just all they need is a computer, which most people have yeah. in or, the internet or a phone. I mean, honestly, most did. Yeah iPhone or Android, you've got yep. access to the YouTube app and you can watch these anywhere. Yeah, and YouTube, every kid yeah. has a phone. And let's be honest, it'll be on YouTube no matter what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> YouTube seems the most like platform agnostic yeah, out definitely. there because you don't need a, a proprietary software. You don't need a monthly subscription. So my first thought was, yeah, heck yeah, Netflix, partly because I'm watching Orange is the New Black right now. It's right, like, right. yes, give it to me all at once. It's like, but no, Orange, sometimes... Orange, red, purple, blue, rainbow, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, there's families that can't spend eight nine dollars a month on Netflix, but they pro- hopefully have an internet connection. Their school will have an internet connection. Bring up YouTube. Yeah, I, um, sorry, I'm still thinking of Game of uh, Game of uh, Thrones. Um, uh, and now all I can think about is like, what popular TV shows could we possibly get Lavar Burton in? You know what the last season his... of that would be? Like those Game Rainbow of Reading is the new black. That's, uh, there you go. Breaking yeah. Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, the last, uh, for the game of reading would be, like, you know, the final chapter would be the last season. The final chapter, <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Um, uh, uh, oh, the reading wedding. The red wedding! R-E-A-D! Oh, the, R-E-A-D! 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 Yeah, no, I just wanted to, I wanted to uh, bring that stuff up briefly because I thought it was really cool that, um, that this, uh, I mean, this, 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 uh, character, this, this, uh, not character, but this actor, um, and, uh, promoter of, of such a very innocent and very beneficial thing, um, was, uh, was becoming wildly successful on this Kickstarter to bring back this wildly beneficial and innocent thing. Yeah, so um, if you guys haven't, uh, I'm sure everybody's heard, but if not, Kickstarter, uh, Reading Rainbow, you'll find it right there as 3.5 million right now. 
donate one or two dollars, yeah. five, ten thousand, and then I'll read the the visor for you. Yeah. But it's <laughs> I'll make sure to set a link on the post. And well. and for awesome. those of you who dislike reading and do, do not in fact enjoy it, uh, Fandible has a Patreon going. <laughs> <laughs> Jack shit, it's all audio. It's great. Yeah. No yeah. reading. Involved. We do the reading for you. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And we're twice as high. Yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> and the reading is in our minds. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so guys, um, in a new. Part of Geeky Speaking Topics. Of, Speaking, Speaking of Patreon. Yeah. Yep. And a new part of Geeky uh, Topics Roundtable, which I'm absolutely thrilled by, people have given us money in order for me to do less work. <laughs> and if there's ever been a business model, I've been more behind. I haven't heard it. This is amazing. So uh, we're going to go through a couple of uh, the questions that were uh, that were given to us via Patreon supporters uh, for, for the people whose questions I'm about to read and people who... Um, uh, who, who did not submit questions or donated less. We love all of you. Thank you so much. This is our first in- instance on uh, being able to do stuff with Patreon. It's given us a lot more mobility um, and a lot more capability to order pizza. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and, and also, yeah, so we're, these are some pretty uh, solid questions. I'm kind of uh, interested in going around the table and seeing what we've got. All right. First up is Internet Buddha asks... Buddha, 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 Buddha. Internet Buddha. Have you ever questioned someone's sanity by the character they roll? Should I like ask this in a character voice? At some point, I think you'll get offensive. Oh, okay. yeah. what? <laughs> what? My characters are not offensive. Mm-hmm. Boyish. I'm a 100-year-old stereotype in a game that takes place almost 100 years ago. <laughs> uh, actually, 200, 200 years in the future. Yes. But it's in Victorian era. It's like we stopped. We just... Neo. Yep. Neo-Victorian. 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 It's like Neo-Tokyo, but less impressive. Have you ever questioned someone's sanity by the character they roleplay? <laughs> Have you ever questioned someone's sanity by the character they roleplay? Some of the roleplay must come straight from the person's own thoughts, after all. Oh, man. That's such a really uh, great question. No, I think uh, we've what? all had instances where we've sat around, most likely from strangers, uh-huh. and have seen the character that they cook up or, or some sort of arc or hook in their character that they're just now birthing onto onto the table and thought, no, no, that's awful. Um, uh, I, I, and you're awful. Yeah. And you're awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's it's true. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, uh, I, I, I'm a proponent and also an opponent of pickup games, of games where you sit down with total strangers and you... Um, and you know, and, and you try to make a game work. You see if they're if you click, but generally, you're gonna run a game, playing a game, uh, playing a bunch of Shadowrun games, D and D games, the ubiquitous pick up D and D game, uh, and one or two, you know, like a Pathfinder at PAX or something like that. Um, and there definitely have been times where um, I don't know if I've questioned a person's sanity, but their insecurities have been laid bare upon opening their mouths and declaring their character. My character's hot. My character's so handsome. <laughs> yeah. He's handsome. Fuck you. He's handsome. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's in love with my character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think the... Shockingly, I was really young. Um, I was 16, and I was at a vampire pickup game. And I was playing... What? There's the- insecurities at vampire <laughs> pickup games? Yeah. With right? 16-year-olds playing? Exactly. No. Um, Exactly. No, but um, uh, many of you know that generally I don't play characters outside of my demographic uh, for fear of basically coming across as a total fucking tool. Um, but this was... <laughs> well, so, sorry, Billy, you have something to say? Mission accomplished. 
We wouldn't want you to appear like that. No, it has never happened in any of our games. No, absolutely not. not. at all. No, absolutely not. And thank God Arch. nobody... Wow! <laughs> um, no, but I played a... Uh, I played a prostitute in, like, this random pickup game. It was like, you get assigned characters. What, what characters less? left? The Malkavian prostitute. Okay. Wait, what was that last part? Malkavian I'm down with. Prostitute what? So I played a, whatever, uh, prostitute for this game, and this other player could not let go of the fact that I was in the sex trade, my character was in the sex trade, and was, like, consistently making out-of-game comments about my character, my character's, uh, I guess, you know, the, her moral stock in trade. Um, and to the point where he was... And again, the storyteller made all these characters. So he knows how they're supposed to interact. And this guy starts altering and, like, arbitrarily making decisions about his character that will bring it in direct conflict with mine to the point where the storyteller has to be like, okay, hold on. Jonathan, you don't have a hatred for this guy's character. Like, you're a... You're a bon vivant. You are, you, you, hey, fucking live and let live. That's what you're supposed to get. Supposed to do. The guy was like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a judge. And like, that was, I think, the closest thing I've come to seeing somebody utilize role playing in such a direct manner to like kind of get something out of it that I guess I did kind of question that guy's sanity because it was like there was a moment where I sat there and like, yeah, I'm an insecure 16 year old. I'm like freaking out. But then I like look around and was like, Oh, it was like the first moment where sun broke through the clouds. It was like, there is no way everyone's thinking about me because everyone's focused on this dick back. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he wouldn't stop. And that was definitely where, I guess, player actions made me think like, is this guy for real? Like, this is before the internet and trolling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> kids, this yeah. is before the internet was pro- uh, prolific as it is now. Um, but, but as for, as for like making me like question someone's sanity, I think that would be like the suicide character, um, and that would be riffs. I've played so many games of riffs where somebody has di- decided to play something so wildly underpowered and useless that, like, I've looked around the table and it's like watching somebody, like, say, "Well, gotta drive home. Time for a last shot of tequila." And like, you just look around the other people, like, "We gonna let him do this?" Like, guys. Guys, we're all demigods. We can't let him play a rogue vagabond. We can't let this happen. <laughs> and so, of course, like this guy gets obliterated during the process of the game. And you see the storyteller being like, "Well, he fucking called it," and like, and and like just thinking like, because it's so far beyond my my capacity for comprehension to play something that will not mesh mechanically with the game. That like that was that was yeah, in this particular instance. Also, when I was younger, I was just like, "Okay, why did you even bother sitting down? You made it like three scenes. Like that was it." So yeah, that would be that would be it for me. I guess what what I want to know uh, there is so that that previous that Malkavian prostitute character. Uh-huh. Do you think maybe your opinion was a little colored by the fact that that character really hits uh, close to home for you? <laughs> the fact uh, that I'm a crazy prostitute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean it's it's. Uh, yeah, guys, I turned away from that lifestyle and uh, being a vampire years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, You're still I, a crazy and a prostitute, though. Yeah, but okay. guys, I want to run for Congress one day. Okay. And I don't want that to David is actually the original uh, intern uh, working for Chris. Chris. <laughs> uh, he's the one wearing the cloaks. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. With the uh, with the, lots of eyeliner, lots of eyeliner back then. Actually. But uh, but that 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 that's that aside. Uh-huh. Um, I think. In tabletop role playing, not so much, mainly because oh, I didn't even get into LARPing. You yeah, 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 yeah. LARPing is a what? 
hell yeah, yeah. computer like uh, no that's where I was going really mud I, game. I, I, yeah. yeah exactly tabletop other than just like random pickup games you know at cons I mostly just play with you guys and I, and I know you're all mad and insane yep. so there's just really it's no questioning exactly it's not about questioning it's, it's a weekly confirmation exactly yeah. um uh, you know, pickup groups. Well, you know, I think David went pretty clearly on the stuff that's not that you see. Yeah, LARPs are, are are friggin' insane as well. And I have seen several examples of just people that you're like, you're wow, you're just you're just acting out. It's creepier because the they're right in, there. The darkness inside you, aren't you? Yeah, yeah and uh, it is. It is. That's the thing. It, it's creepier in person with a LARP because you're, you're seeing like this person not just at the cross the table pretending. They're actually acting this out. Um, but I think the worst examples that I've noticed are, as Billy mentioned, online. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, uh, like online, just uh, you know, the the role playing session of uh, MMOs, uh, old school motions and mods. Wow, uh, and, and I say this as somebody. I say this as somebody who's been playing fairly steadily since like 1995, back when that when dinosaurs ran the internet. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I am in fact a dinosaur myself. Um, He's actually a pterodactyl, people. Uh, if you ever come to a con and meet us, mm-hmm. he'll eat you. It's, the it's the the, yeah. the online, especially for like sort of I guess specifically World of Darkness, like muds and mushes and sort of like talk. Like you know, just pure text based. Mm-hmm. They're relatively small and incestuous uh, world. Used to be a lot bigger back then. Most of the people who are now, you know, there's only so many games. They're all run for free, so they tend to just bloom and then die out when whoever owns them, you know, uh, uh, gets bored. So a lot of the same people uh, end up going from game to game, uh, creating mm-hmm. new characters and going. And there are more than a few where you can tell who this person is because. Either they play the same character every time, or there's something about this person every single time. Like the the one guy who will always play the handsome yet secretly abusive uh, play, billionaire playboy oh in every game he goes to. It makes a point of you know always trying to you know convince the uh, the female players that you know what you want is to come back with me and play out BDSM or whatever mm. and of course he always he always finds somebody uh, more than willing oh, yeah. yeah that's it's, yeah, exactly. yeah, usually that was the, that would be that the Malkavian process but but there's you know you, you see this this happen game after game after game and it really does sort of bring out like you know, like there's something inside you that just yeah um First off, thank you guys for not immediately jumping to Theodorus, torturing that guy. Mm-hmm. Because Well, that was my idea. That was Jesus. Jesus is like, just tell me how you do it. I'm like, oh, okay, I torture him like this. And then, like, on the... i never seen someone step back so quickly. <laughs> Since no, I fully admit yeah. it was my fault. And so, that guy was like, I've never... I don't know who it like, was. He was like, this got really dark, huh? And I'm like... And Jesus is like, yeah, I didn't really expect it to go that dark. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, hey, this, actually, geez, Jesus. this predates me, so what game was that? This was a dark heresy. Yes. I was torturing some guy because he betrayed us. In front of his child. No, no, here's the thing. I didn't do it in front of his oh, child. The, the child guy wasn't thing. telling me, so I brought his child in. I'm like, hey, say goodbye to your... Say uh, say hello to your son. Oh, he's a, your father's just sick, so just go go away. You cut off his legs before you brought in a kid. No, I cut off his legs and then I put a blanket over the guy. Uh, so <laughs> the kids thought everything was fine, and then Except I just for the giant was yeah. Full of blood and, and, then, and then, well, no, no, it was. I made it. Sur- it was surgically. Well, I'm sure. You know, sure. I made it. I made it clean. Because <laughs> I, I, I told the guy, I was like, I have your kid. And he's like, No, you don't. Because I lied and said I have your daughter. No, I said I have your wife, and he's like, No, you don't. And I, he called me on my bullshit, so I brought his son in, mm-hmm. and then I, I brought the kid out, and I'm like, I have your son, so tell me what you know. And then that turned into me being like a monster for <laughs> children that I can never let. I, I think Jesus was not prepared. He did but, not know the darkness he was telling. Yeah, yes. yeah, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I think you know. Um, 
Go, just jumping off of what uh, Daniel said, uh, MMOs and uh, I, I do a lot of role playing. I used to do it in a lot of muds and a lot of uh, chats, but now I do mostly just I find an MMO and try to do it because I like that combination of running missions, building things that I can visually see, and then role playing. And City of Heroes is really good, but there's a couple people like I swear to God, there's this girl who played uh, young, big-breasted, uh, but she had white hair, and who could love her? Uh, I'm so fragile, and my boobs are so big. Who could look at me and want me? And my character's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And she's like, "No one will ever be with me." And I, she drove me up the fucking wall. And at one point, her husband finally told me, "He's like, hey, I know you guys are fighting." Um, She's going to therapy right now, so I don't know. Oh, really know. I'm like, I could tell, so you know what? Let's just, I'm just going to, I was like, I just think I need to back off from role-playing. And this is how bad it was. The guy said, I like you, man, but yeah, maybe we should stop role-playing together. Mm. And I was like, yeah, okay, dude. I mean, yeah, I miss him. We're really good friends, but I'm not going to ask him to choose me over his his wife, who has a kid with him. But yeah, she was, mm-hmm. she was so annoying. But yeah. if you had asked, what do you think the call would have been? Oh, he would have chosen her. Oh, because okay. her boobs were so big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her hair white, was yeah. white. I mean, yeah, who could love her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys. Guys. Wasn't that one of the... Uh, he was a good guy. I really... That was, that was one of the... Uh, and also met... Another one. I met this great role player. You're going to steal mine. No, Crick. You know oh, him. okay, Crick. <laughs> I met Crick. Uh, this was when I first moved to New York, and I had zero friends. I had Angela. Great friend. But after a while... Crick was the only one playing Star Wars Galaxy, and he played this cockroach. He made a cockroach oh, character. It was amazing. And he brought his wife in, and at one point I disagreed with his wife on something. And I've known this guy for like uh, six months, and I've never seen a guy get so violently angry. Was this in person or over? No, no, it was over like just like I I disagreed, and I'd never seen him. And I he and he just stormed away like in anger, like you know, on the game, just ignored me, called me an asshole, said I'm wrong. It was awful, and I just I I cried. I'm like Jesus Christ, and that was kind of the first time I realized like. Sadly, you know, most of the times, nine out of times, nine out of ten, you meet someone online, they're great people. Mm. And they're just like you, the people. But there's always going to be that ten person that always seems like a great person, but just something's waiting. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that was the time I finally realized, like, I don't make friends on the internet. I make, well, City of Heroes changed it, per- Peripherals one, mm-hmm. I kind of, and Brooke and stuff like that. But until then, I was really much hesitant to say I have any friends on the internet. Even oh. I, I was like, I, I might have, like, really good buddies... But until City of Heroes, uh, the final year, I had I, I wouldn't know no matter what. So because no matter what, if the guy someone someone just exploded, I'm like, oh okay, you're one of those. Bye. You know, I just didn't care that. Yep. But so uh, I've, I've got I've got several friends from those games. I, I I went through that kind of it was a bit of a phase. So it's like okay, all these people are nuts, and I want to enjoy my game, but I'm done dealing with like drama. The people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys I just are, deal with the characters. You guys are. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no. And uh, but but the, one thing you mentioned like the the. the the uh, woman who was, you know, basically ended up being in therapy or wasn't therapy. Like I've noticed that a lot. There are a lot of people who basically sort of use these games as crutches for mm-hmm. therapy, uh, and it's like, no, no, you you need actual therapy. These games are not therapy. Yeah. It will not make you better. Trust me. Right. Since '95, yeah. these games will not make you better. Yeah. yeah, no, you guys are describing a lot of why I stopped role playing on the internet. Promptly after, you know, Red Dragon Inn and Ashland. Oh, God, um, that was yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I would do MUDs when I was younger, and then I just kind of turned it off because, um, I mean, you say, like, one out of every ten, Billy. It was like... Yeah, it's, it's closer to... I wanted to yeah. be nice because... Mm-hmm. I don't. Because it wasn't to me. I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't... I, couldn't the, I think there's something about the anonymity 
um, combined with the the uh, with role the playing, setting something of role different. Playing, yeah. You could always you you someone can trick you enough to say, "Oh, you're normal," and then yeah. it's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, how it's turned out for me though. The reason I still sort of play because I've ended up finding people that it's like that. It's a lot like this. We're doing it online, but it's a lot like it's Agreed. the same group of people, and we've got our plots going, we've got our characters going, and we we get together. I'm, and then other people like will get confused as to why we don't do. Go out in public and, and you know and play with just random people. It's like no, no, no. I've, I've met random people. <laughs> I like these people right yeah. here. We've been through enough and adventures that's what I to know. Yes. What about you, Angela? Do you got any? Uh... Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say I have much more faith in the internet than anybody else here. She I, does. I just ha- I just had lunch with a woman that I met online 15 years ago. We work in the same building now. Huh. So we had lunch, and she's awesome, and I love her. Um, no, no. <laughs> No, no, but no, speaking of stalkers, that, that's um, oh, stalker story. <laughs> yes, mine is actually someone that role played more with with Billy, but we were friends too. Um, but she really wanted to be friends with Billy, and then, oh. then she didn't want to just be friends with with Billy's characters. She wanted to date Billy's characters, and it's like, well, no, Billy's characters dating my character. We had a good relationship RP once, where like this woman and me, we played in Star Wars. It's like this was fun. Thank you. No creepiness. Like, he wasn't one, like, let's cyber, because I'd be like, no, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. It was always like, you know, and our characters go off, and we know what happens, you know. Yep. She was very low drama, delightful. And then Angela go on. And then yes, City and then, of Heroes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because I was on the scene, but it became that, all right, so in character, she wasn't taking no. Out of, as an answer. Out of character, she wasn't taking no for an answer. In character, she'd start doing things like, like like the stereotypical like oops I've dropped something on the ground I'm gonna have to bend down and pick it up and, and like describing in way too much detail about what she looks like as she is What's the bending over. And Billy and I are both just sitting there going like we've said no like I got very close to me stepping in and being like bitch <laughs> step off my man <laughs> she. She was. She's nice. She yeah. was a nice person. I don't talk to her anymore. But uh, she I, I was just, nice. But we don't. She talk. was going through some family stuff. She um, wanted, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing that kind of annoys me and kind of makes me understand these MMOs, mud role players. All of us are just dealing with shit. Mm-hmm. And we use these games sometimes to help us, and some of us do it well, and some of us don't. So I, I try to think of that. It's like these people are going through their, their things, but still, it sucks when you invest so much time into a friend and then they turn crazy. And you're like, fuck. Because then it reaches a point where it's like, okay, since you aren't, like, we can't discuss this and you are turning every conversation onto this topic that I've told you we're not going to pursue, it's like, I have to just cut everything off, don't I? Because it's the only way to not make this weird. Right. Mm-hmm. And going back to the the question, that that is it. Like that's how you tell. Like that was. Uh, that's how you tell these people are kind of nuts through their role play. Okay. No. Yeah. All right. So, uh, honestly, sadly, or probably thankfully, I don't have as much experience with mudding or MMO role playing as much as you guys. Oh, Although you're still honestly, out. Yeah, yeah. You're still missing out. It's the closest, the closest I to introduce you to. Oh God, no! Please, no. Because no, I, I am your friend, and I will not do <laughs> okay. that to you. The closest I ever came is when I was playing WoW, and I tried to go ro- go into a role play server at least once. And I started talking to this orc. I was like, hello, sir. And he goes, hello, good sir. And I immediately went, nope. And I logged out. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, like, I can table, I can go play with you guys around the table, people around the table, but I can't. <clears throat> I just love the look on your face. like, nope. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't do it in MMO. I just, for some odd reason, it just seems too stupid for me. Oh, I mean, maybe, hey, oh, ah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to me personally. Perhaps maybe it was the game. Maybe if I played, like, City of Heroes, I'd get more into it. Uh, no, but, I was a little, I mean, I don't, 
Some I, games are easier to yeah. role play. But so, in tabletop, sorry, sorry go okay. on, please. For tabletop, uh, generally, like, di- I played a little bit in high school, but I played the most with Dave, with not only the group of four hours, with, with honestly, the, the closest. St. John's in, or whatever it is. St. Yeah, John's, yeah, John's Public House. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the, actually, the closest thing is questioning my own sanity. Ooh. Because honestly, like, and David knows this. I before always used to play like right, just generally violent or simple characters because you know I'm a, tend to be like a programmer and stuff like that. I want to play a simple character. The first time I ever played like a different type of character was Professor Strauss. <laughs> I decided to play something completely different. I wanted to try. I will play this asshole scientist who became somehow transformed into misogy- misogynistic. Condescending asshole. Rock monster. Rock monster. And I have never felt so much satisfaction playing a character. It's like, because I, my, these people know I tend to be a very calm, very orderly type of person. Playing Strauss is a type of relief that may, makes me question what's uh, what's wrong with me deep down inside. Ah, yeah. And I'm assuming you guys want to say something because you keep pointing fingers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, 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 I was in the as she said Strauss, and like, <gasps> <Yeah>. <gasps> no, I, I, I was just going to bring up, I was just going to bring up, I think... Jesus, Angela, myself, and David, uh, Daniel, can attest to. I'm just going to say, uh, the person who invited us to game the game. Oh, right. <laughs> we met someone a long time ago. We, we met. We, we all met, we say, through, um, uh, we went to a meetup, mm-hmm. and we all got together. Uh, but that's actually not true. Somebody invited us to come together to privately game. Yep, yep. And we all met in a bar, and I think uh, I think I was invited, Angela, and Jesus was... No, and da- Daniel I was. was. Invited, yeah. And I said, hey, there's another guy, Jesus, so we invited him as well. Mm-hmm. And God, by the end of it, we're all walking away, and we all split up, and finally, I think everybody just kind of agreed. It's like, I like everybody here, yeah. except for the I actually person. walked with that person, as oh, along man. to the subway, and he started talking about the game and stuff like that. I, he... He had a tendency to talk over, like, well, if he had an idea, he just tries to take that idea and expand it in his direction. But, you know, he had all these ideas, but he didn't want to, you know, GM a game. That was so awkward. At all. And so yeah. basically, eventually, I'm sure we told the story before, uh-huh. but yeah. basically, yeah. Eventually, like, since no one said anything, I decided, okay, fine, I'm going to run a game. And decided also to record it because I like listening to actual plays. And for, like, 20 minutes, I was there in front of my computer wondering, Gmailing, should I send a message to that guy? Should I, should I... Fuck it, no. Yeah, Angela and me, when we got there, we were like, oh, Jesus emailed him. And she, I was like, great, we're going to play. And she's like, I don't think he invited that guy. And I'm like, really? I was like, do you think that was a mistake? And we're like, we don't know. <laughs> so we get there, and, and we're just kind of sitting there. And after like two minutes, I, I was like, so he is, Sean, he's Sean. coming? And Jesus is like, I didn't feel like inviting him. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> yes, <okay>. thank God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David, you looked very excited. Yeah, no, sorry, because, uh, um, okay, uh, what was it, Internet Buddha? Um, it took uh, it took a little while for uh, for these to shake free of my memory, but I just remember two genuine instances where I knew I was actually dealing with a unhinged person. Like, ah. Guaranteed certifiable. One was, um, uh, I, uh, I was not necessarily a shut-in when I was a teenager. I, I had a very active, shall we say, social life. Lots of parties. Um, lots of parties, lots of hanging out in the uh, the downtown of my my hometown. Um, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I'd meet a lot of interesting people. And I was always shocked when some of those interesting interesting people, also fringe interesting as in, like, fucking crazy people, would show up at stuff like LARPs. And I'd be like, oh, crap. I want my party life and I want my nerd life and never the twain shall meet. That was like, it was safety from one another. And 
there was this one individual um, who was renowned in the circles that I ran in for having experimented a little too much um, uh, with mind-altering substances. And his name had a prefix of crazy. <laughs> so it was crazy blank. And there were a couple of those cats in, the, in my circles. And they were mostly harmless. But this one guy... Um, really had a manic stare to him. It was really intense. He recognized me. He's like, holy shit, David, what's going on? I was like, hey, what's going on, so-and-so? What are you doing here? He's like, man, I LARP. I used to LARP all the time in, like, New Hampshire. Like, great. That's awesome. I'm like, what's your character? He's like, oh, my character's a Malkavian. It could only say three things. Eat, kill, and fight. I was like, grand. Yeah. Grand, um, and uh, and and so this guy actually wound up getting um, getting asked to leave the game. Uh, wow! Yeah, uh, you have to do some seriously <laughs> crazy shit in order to be asked to leave the game. Like physical shit, or actually just role playing shit. Uh, physical shit, making people uncomfortable, saying like instigating conflicts out of uh, out of game that could rise to violence or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or straight up. In this case, acting manic and not listening to narrative or storytellers or anything like that, to the point where it's like you are, you are disjointed from the fake reality that we are trying to <laughs> establish. Um, I've never heard someone get kicked out of a LARP. I mean, I've seen some crazy people in LARPs. Yeah, but wow! So he got kicked. Was I he, mean, it's was not he not allowed coming back ever again, or was it just for that LARP? Th- that's up to staff. I mean, usually that stuff uh, spread through the LARP like wildfire. And this is many years ago, um, and I think he's. Um, I, I never saw him at another game until many years later, and he was much more chill. But like, stockbroker now, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was that, and then just real quick, there was a dude who uh, believed out of game. He would tell people that he was the next reincarnation of Jesus. Um, of course. Yeah, and uh, well, that it was seems like you should start with that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I, I totally forgot about him until I heard you got. How did you forget about, about this? like larping Jesus? Yeah, where, where would Jesus larp anyway? <laughs> Your own personal larping Jesus. All right. Um, I wonder what his so, character would be. I'm sorry, like let's hold off for one second. Just uh, did he ha- was he a paladin or did he go like did did this yeah, give him a like chance? Anti paladin. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Jesus, he was really? actually a consummate storyteller. He was one of those dudes who never played, always ran. Ooh. And so talk about a guy who says well, like, Jesus the us, so. Yeah, the storyteller is always right. Um, but <laughs> um, he was also like. You, Daniel is like older than us and like only ran games with like teenagers and shit. So there was like kind of a like mm. kind of a well, teenagers are lighter, so he can carry them on his back and <laughs> walking down beaches. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, no, there was there was kind of that creepy factor mm-hmm. um, that that went there. And again, I only bring it up because he only ran with like yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, this this one's to you, Dark Jesus. Thanks, Internet Buddha. That was a great no question. Um, okay, next is up from Lusik. Lusik asks, "You guys have seemed to have some problems with very rules crunchy games, or just rules." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what drove you guys nuts on the other side of, uh, if anything, a game too open and free form and just didn't work for you? I feel like we can answer this in unison. So let's say I'm going to count down from like three, two, one, go. Like, okay. Three, two, one. Dungeon, Dungeon World. World. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 140k. Oh. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, damn it, if I had thought of it, I was like, Hollow Earth. Oh. <laughs> Honestly. Um, no, Dungeon World. Yeah, Dungeon for real. World. I mean, and also, it doesn't help. Like, we always thought we were the only ones that said there was some, like, rule problems mm-hmm. and complete rules in Dungeon World. There are others like us. Yeah, there's other people saying, like, oh, yeah, you did... Like, you're doing it wrong. It's like, well, in the book it doesn't say that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not in the book. You're supposed to get, like, these PDFs from, like, a website to do it right. And I'm like, 
That sounds like the worst, worst thing in the world. That book that Manuel gave it, it's kind of bullshit, so get this PDF that fixes all that. I'm like, Jesus, okay. My, my, my main issue with the game, well, running it, well, surprisingly, is basically because it kind of told you what to do, which, but anyway, it's supposed to be rules light. When basically, when you roll to determine, like, succeed, succeed with some sort of condition, etc. Succeed like, at cost. Succeed at a cost. And generally, I do that on my own anyway. And, like, sometimes I won't because it doesn't fit the story. I don't right. want to be forced by the rules to say some consequence has to happen. Anytime you have an absence, and I'm sorry, I always get fucked by the rules that I absolutely, absolutely need to have put into into play. Like, like the more rules heavy, the more my characters get totally boned by them, and I misinterpret them, but I'm comforted by their existence. Anytime you have a system that doesn't have initiative, oh my God. I get so, so <laughs> uncomfortable. It's like, I just, I mean, I know I'm going to roll low, I just want to know who goes before me, man. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's well, we, that. We played systems without initiative before. There was, uh, was uh, time, uh, time, time watch. Didn't time watch didn't have one. I think okay. it. Actually, no, you I think there's, there a, for that there's a way for you to start initiative. Like, yeah. oh, no, I think the person Wait. who starts the battle starts the battle, yeah. and then they get to choose basically who get. They're like, okay, next oh, the, the, go. oh, okay, that's choice is different because as we're, yeah, dungeon world basically you can go multiple times before somebody else goes. A game session, about right? time travel doesn't delineate in a linear setting. No, who no, goes it, when. But it works. I mean, the idea is basically um, if you're the first one to say, like, I'm attacking. Or if Jesus says, yeah, these guys are attacking you, it's they go first. And then they get to choose. The person who just attacked gets to choose who goes next. Mm-hmm. And the reason why you don't want to keep the bad guys until the very end. Because they can go twice. Because yes. then they, the last person, I think, gets to decide who starts again. So mm-hmm. the last person will be like, bad guy, bad guy. Okay, they all both fire. And, and then they decide, I'm the next bad guy, bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy, bad guy. GM, that's going to happen every single time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> got it. Uh, but yeah, Dungeon World was just too open, and some of the uh, it didn't. Here's the problem with Dungeon World: it's not that it was too open. It was like some of the stuff was open, and some of the stuff was rules. Mm. Like, here's your adjectives: if it's spiky, you get a plus two of damage. <laughs> if it's big, then see large. Yep. Go to see large. Large, see big. <laughs> Go to yeah. big. See large. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? It's Mobius big and strip. large. Yeah, Mobius strip of adjectives. Um. Uh, have you, uh, I, I don't believe you guys have played it, but Daniel, Daniel, have you ever played Toon? Yes. Toon is right up there. Toon mm-hmm. is a game based on playing a Warner Brothers style cartoon character. And it's weird, in this weird way, it is crunchy as shit, mm-hmm. but far too open-ended. So it's basically like a can of uh, peanuts. Mm-hmm. It's crunchy on one side, and then there's just <laughs> open air. <laughs> yeah, and a huge giant mess spills out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's kind of crazy. What do you got, Daniel? Uh, no, I, I was going to say, like, yeah, see, here's the thing with Dungeon World. It's, I think, uh, you, because you both brought it up, and it's, on the one hand, it's too much, like, playing, just, we're going to sit around and play pretend. Like, yeah, yeah, which is kind of what we do, but we do it with, we're playing pretend with style. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and we say, you other, play fanny pretend. Yeah, exactly. And, and the other part is that for a game that's, that's meant to be this free, it then pretends to dictate to you what your what your actions are, mm-hmm. in the sense that yeah, it's on your character sheet how exactly how things go down for certain for certain things. And I think we're used to, and, and I find that it works better when it's more like no no you we get, we get to decide how things go down. The rules only simply tell us you know levels of success mm-hmm. rather than just literally dictating mm-hmm. exactly, yes. that exactly was actually, what happened. That was one thing that really bothered me. Again, um, again, I've just so much Stockholm syndrome about systems. Um, the 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 concept of Dungeon World. One of the conceits was you describe your action 
as if it, it has happened because it's guaranteed to have happened, but sometimes at a cost or whatnot. And that absence of the risk of failure yeah. totally like shot me out of the game mm-hmm. because because I think we should be able to decide what actions we would like to embark on, but not necessarily their success. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we are kept on our toes if our plan goes to shit, like all mm-hmm. of my characters. Even the Irish one. Um, <laughs> especially. Especially the, the Irish one. Yeah. I will say this. I do think Dungeon World is, pe- for pe- is good for people who've never role-played before. It helps them guide them into the role-playing mindset, possibly. I don't... I think there's... It might be good for them, but I think there's better. Mm-hmm. I mean, can I, I say my favorite rules light game? Yeah. yeah. Dread. Yes. yes. There Dread is, is one rule <clears throat> in Dread. Pull a Jenga tile. Oh God, yeah, I forgot that yeah. game. Yeah, that game is fun as hell. I love and it. And it's at, you know it absolutely it so guides hard. the the role play because you get that series of questions at the beginning to figure out your character, and from there it's just like go play pretend. Oh, you want to do something mm, that's a little dangerous? Go pull a Jenga tile. Mm-hmm. I actually agree. Like, yeah. I just think it might be okay for it, but I think there's like just. It's too good. I mean, we're awesome at role playing. Not to be. Yes, we, we are. We, yeah, we are. We've played a lot yeah. of games, and it confused the shit out of us. <laughs> I would never tell someone say like, "Oh, you've never played role playing game? Read uh, Dungeon World. And let's go." It's like, no. Well, I, I wouldn't would say, run it, but <laughs> yeah, I would say. Honestly, yeah, Dread's a good one. Uh, fate, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, Fate accelerated. Definitely. Yeah, or honestly, I like Hex's system. It's very simple for me. Yeah. So with Fate, yeah, sorry, uh, Dread, actually, now you bring it up, it's a great example of exactly what I was saying. It gets out of your way, you get to decide what happens, how it happens, etc., etc., but the only game mechanic that there is, the only purpose it serves, is success or failure. So it's it's almost the li- literally the, the simplest possible example, other than just flipping a coin for a reaction mm-hmm. yeah. of that <laughs> that of a of a very simple rules like game that actually works mm-hmm. versus the complete opposite that is. And it's honestly work. perfect for the horror setting because that sense of tension goes oh, with every shit. single oh my God. That's one of my favorite things about uh, Dread. Again, we've only played it once. Can we please play it again? Anytime. Like, I will. I will play Dread at the drop we of a hat. We got a Jenga tower, so yeah, nice. I, I, it's I, the I, one that that yeah, Daniel brought. brought it in. Oh, the black one, right? Nope, no, no, I could never find the black one. Black okay. Tower is very hard to find. All right. uh, but the, the, I, got, the, the, I got a can of spray paint. It's called, yeah. I think yeah. it's called. They call it the the, the, the Black Obelisk. Yes, <laughs> that's the official dread term. For okay. It. I just I loved the fact that there was like a pr- another presence in the room. Like instead of the dice that we usually um, herald um, or covet um, during during a game, there was this object that could not be disturbed. You know, so like every time somebody got it up is, to get a drink or God. something, everybody would be like. Huh? Because it is, and yeah, for those of you who haven't played Red, that is an actual rule yeah. in the game. If just by, well, you know, getting up, bumping the table, getting a drink, whatever, you accidentally knock the Dread Tower over, your, your character dies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's basically, it's it's there as a safeguard against those people who would be like, like oops, oops. oops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, the, 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 dip, yeah. the dick move. Mm-hmm. The, the downside of Dread is that when we played it, it came down to my character had to stay alive. And it's like, but I love playing Jenga, and no one's letting me play any tiles. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's like, let me try to die, because I won't, because I'm amazing at Jenga. Yeah, there was a point where I was like, she's not even playing the role-playing game now, man. She is just like, she is just jonesing for that Jenga tower. (laughs) I jump out the airlock. I get to pull, right? I just remember that uh, Dread game that I had at, uh, what was it, uh, Recess? 
was the uh, Wo- Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka like as a horror story, and it would not fall. That game ended with people badly hurt. So one guy literally got disassembled into the air because uh, you remember from the Willy Wonka movie the sort of the candy transmittal yes. beam. Yeah. So this guy got transmitted via the candy beam, and as the candy's going up, one of the characters went because he'd been a dick to the rest of the in character out of character. He was very nice, yeah. uh, but in character he'd been just a total asshole. So one of the characters literally was like. I'm going to reach up into the candy beam and just rip out some candy. Okay. And the GM, the, the guy who was running the game was like, holy shit. <laughs> Do it. And she, she you know, re- takes out the Jenga piece, takes it out fine. Tower did not fall. And the guy was like, all right. As you pull it out, the candy that you thought you grabbed, it's flesh and blood and guts in your hands. And then the other guy, when he reemerges on the other side, since he didn't drop the tower either, he wasn't dead. But the, the dropping the, the yeah exactly. But there's nothing against just seriously fucking your character up. Mm-hmm. So there were chunks of him missing Ugh. over on the other side. It okay, was I, I kind of want to run a agenda game. It was Dread a, game yeah, some it's, point. Oh, Dread, I love Dread. I love Dread so hard. All right. All right. Okay, so, so on the agenda, we're anyway, on the list Dread game. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Lucic also asks, um, uh, how is Sir Fanta Toaster? And, He's uh, still alive for now, but one day. I don't know. One else, day. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was going to say he rules that, that kitchen with a uh, <laughs> with a with an with a tungsten iron. coil. Especially, <laughs> was it, it was a mistake putting the googly eyes. He became too strong. <laughs> um, all right, so Lusik, thank you very much for your yeah, question. Yeah, thank you very kind. And uh, your toaster, yes, uh, yeah, and the oh yeah, the toaster. It has um, made so much toast. Has it made toast? So much toast. It's made so much toast. Toast for the toast god, Lusik. Thank you. Toast for the toast god. Yeah, okay. Uh, and finally, we've got a question from Siren. He asks. I've seen you guys both jump in and out of your racial, gender, and even sexuality in the history of Fandible. How does the group tend to approach playing someone of a different cultural backdrop? Do you research or use your own judgments based on your history with them, or do you hardly even think of it and let it flow? I've not been offended so far by your use of homosexuals, so it really does interest me. Um, really? Not offended? Clearly <laughs> <laughs> not trying uh, hard enough. <laughs> I think we know, I mean, and we help each other out. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've cut some stuff where... Yeah. I've said things and Jesus is like, hey, dude, we can't be saying that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. or, or yeah. just vice versa. I'm like, hey, let's tone down that stereotype. Yeah, yeah. We kind of watch each other. Yeah. yeah. There's one instance where I actually did kind of, which I'll take. It was during uh, one of the Rogue Trader games. I can't remember which specific game where basically you had to go to a planet and you had to dress up Barsha the Barsha as an Ogren. And there was one scene where the, one of the people uh, dressing up Barsha the Barsha was your Ronaldo's personal stylist, who was, uh. for all intents and purposes, a gay stereotype. Yeah. I thought it was funny at the time, but then again, I was tired. Anyway, after I started, I listened to the game again. I listened to it like I can't, I can't post this. This is just because we do stereotypes. I won't, I won't lie. We've done a few, yeah. st- a few stereotypes in this game, but we do it in we we still play with it a little bit. This felt more like stereotype for stereotype's sake instead of like part of the comedy. It just didn't feel right, so I cut that out. So we cut on occasion when necessary. Yeah, I think this comes down to... Um, we've had this, we don't really cut that much anymore. I yeah, mean, we've, we've gotten better. Four years of us knowing where's the line has really kind of kept us, and uh, so when we play characters of different sexuality or race, we're pretty good about yeah. that. But then, Generally, we treat them like people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say that I would say that um, when we first started recording, we were a bunch of role players around a microphone. We were role players first, podcasters a far second. Then things progressed, and then around like around the year of the burn, the almost burnout. Um, we, Thanks, Dungeon World. Yeah, <laughs> Dungeon World. We uh, we started to like kind of meet that middle point where we could feel that shift from 
role players to entertainers. Um, and, and, you know, we had some semblance of media training where we learn about things we should or should not say. And then now that we've got this new equipment, I think this is like, this is definitely, uh, especially like with some of our friends who have listened to our older stuff and our newer stuff and newest personally, they have seen the shift. They have seen the shift from a bunch of, a bunch of nerds around the table to a bunch of, um, aware nerds that kind of dance on a line of entertainers. Um, uh, and, uh, and and so I think that that shift is is Billy what you're talking about like us watching each other four years ago when I first met you guys I don't think we would have watched each other with the same kind of uh, awareness uh, and perspective that we do mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys would have said yo that's offensive but then again um, there's also an interesting point where we've played so many games and had to come up with so many characters there's a joke where it's just like you know Billy, you and me, it's like, new character, new accent. Yeah. Done. <laughs> but it's like, but there's also the, there's also the, the issue of like, uh, coming from a different cultural background or sexuality and things like that. Like, that can actually like, be an interesting aspect to a character you haven't experienced before. But because we are rapid firing these characters, choosing to do that can be hazardous. Mm-hmm. Because there, you know, there's that saying like in a, um, what, what is it? I might fuck this up. Angela, you probably know this one. Uh, like in a novel, you have characters. In a short story, you have stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and so, like, yeah, we don't have time to flesh out um, the, you know, <laughs> you know, the gay hairstylist. It's like, we're going to play this character once, and he's going to be killed by a person because this is Final Girl. <laughs> um, so, so I think that there's a risk. And for my own part, like I said before, I try to. Um, make it within uh, categories that I feel comfortable. Like, yeah, like it's been called out. I use my Irish heritage a lot, but that's because I've been around Irish people a lot. I can also, I never, I was also raised by my Polish side. Like, I can use that whenever I'm out of accents. Um, <laughs> never. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but, but, um, I, I, I personally try to stay away from it. Uh, I've portrayed. Uh, a few homosexual characters. Some of the most powerful characters I've ever played in a LARP uh, were were gay. Um, but my favorite part about that is that that was not part of the, the character concept. Mm-hmm. It was not the delivery boy who's gay. <laughs> it was. It was like gay a gay delivery boy. Does he deliver? Gay Does gay he gay have a pizza yeah. for me? Exactly. <laughs> um, <Is it> sausage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've seen my movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so I'd say, like, uh, for my own part, um, I generally try not to traipse into anything that I do not feel that I've had enough exposure to in order to accurately portray. I have a lot of great uh, gay friends. A lot of them are role players. Um, and I kind of got the okay by role playing with them upon, like, how to portray homosexual. I'm not saying that makes me an expert whatsoever, but it makes me comfortable enough to give it a shot. And I know you guys will, 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 will tell me if something seems uh, out of line. But for lack of a better term, term, I usually kind of puss out with that stuff. Like, I don't. I don't want to... I really? Don't. That's the term we're going to go with? For lack of a better one? <laughs> I have no better one. Plus, <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Okay, so... Um, Says a lot about you. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, not a lot of us have played different genders. I think the only one here, at Angela, you've played a couple guys. I've, I've, played, I've, played, I've played one, one. woman. Oh, that was the Final Girl game, right? No, well, well we Final all Girl played. Doesn't count. No, oh, you're right. Final you're right. Girl Final doesn't Girl count because we changed. Yeah. I played one woman in uh, Fiasco. Yep. Oh, right. You and yes. me were married. Oh, yeah. Of course, you would forget. <laughs> the, only, the time I played a guy, he'd actually been gender switched into he'd body switched. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. So Mike. And, Mike. 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 And 
the reason that I do that is because I know that nobody else is going to gender switch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm not playing a female character, there's no female voice at the table. Okay, looks like we have a challenge. It's exactly why, and I know you guys love to make fun of me for it, uh. and that's why you get the death glare. <laughs> it's why there's so many women in Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. It's because I've got four male PCs. Mm-hmm. The NPCs that are with you, with Ali and Hakeem, are oh, male. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, guess what? You're, all your captains are going to be female. Your main bad guy is going to be a woman. His sister is going to be a pirate menace. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, his sister is going to be a woman. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, because like otherwise... It's a dude show. It's a yeah. sausage fest. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not fair. comfortable with, with that. With our NPCs, <laughs> like even our NPCs, we have a fair amount that are male. And it's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something to be aware of. I mean, it's not something to feel guilty about. It's something to try to fix. Yeah, but we, I, I would rather have a bunch play. of male NPCs than the female equivalent of the, the gay yeah. stylist yeah. showing up. Because yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's part of the reason I was going to say. Like, I don't, I don't really do a lot of gender switching because I am really not sure I can play a I don't think I can play a woman very well. I, without it coming off as a caricature. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I know if I sit here and play a female caricature, Angela will leap over this thing <laughs> and just impale me with like the claws that she will grow out of nowhere. And she would have every right. Because yeah. So yeah. And I would, I would simply have to lean back and accept my, <laughs> my rightful death. Yeah. So, Fanable, we are actually, this is our announcement, we are seeking the next female Fanable <laughs> cast member. Yay. Who wants to be a Fanable? <laughs> I, I would say, you know... Who wants um, to be a Fandy girl? Is that? No. Um, no. Exactly no. I'm a Fandy girl. <laughs> no. In a Fandy world. Okay. Uh, I would say, though, um, one of the reasons I love Shadowrun the most, though, is because... Because every time I my 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 concern about playing female characters is totally alleviated when I run Shadowrun because Shadowrun is 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 it's kind of like it's not just post gender it's post everything you are in it for money and everything else about you is inconsequential like men women like doesn't matter about your sexuality or your skin color or your ethnicity or your beliefs as long as capitalism is top of those things like. You're a character. There is, and it's weird because it's a faux dystopian universe, but like it's kind of, I love running it because like it doesn't, all that, all that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is your, your, your ambition and your ruthlessness and your training in this like fucked up world, which in a way I like running it because it's actually not fucked up. It's kind of like what we're in a way going for, where none of that stuff does actually matter. Uh, where it's not weird that your boss's boss's boss is a woman or that you're, Bosses, 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 gay or black or anything like that. So that's, uh, I would say, like, that's, I am more inclined to challenge my, uh, my, my insecurities in portraying characters that are not straight white males, uh, cis males, um, in Shadowrun because, because that's Shadowrun. And Shadowrun you know? also has the element of, yeah, I know this is a stereotype, but I'm doing that ironic. Let's face it, the Sonyas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, you know, they, yeah. you know, they were uh, butch. Yeah, but there was like, um, they were, they're wearing it as, I'm mocking you by wearing this. Like, mm-hmm. it, the, but that's before everybody. The entire subgroups of uh, Shadow One is all about like. I'm being the stereotype. They're hipsters. They're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm violent being the hipsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're violently, ironically wearing something. <laughs> exactly. That's what. I, yeah, you're, you're right. The Sonyas were basically. The, whenever I make up gangs or anything like that, I love um, the Sonyas. By yeah, the way, yeah, that was, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, I want to be a Sonya when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Your silence concerned me. I was like, is she going to say something? Yeah. Is she going to say, like, uh, I think you should get rid of that plot device? Like, <laughs> okay. Um, no. 
uh, the Sonya is like anything else when I make uh, gangs or whatever for Shadowrun, I go off the Gibson-esque uh, uh, model, which is take something about culture that is so fucking minute, that is so pin accurate about something so small, and then make that about someone's life so badly that they will kill for it. That is what it is. I was like, okay, 90s post-punk feminist rock. What if you... What if that was that was your entire fucking identity mixed with a bunch of AK-47s? <laughs> like, what if that was it? Like, that is Shadowrun. That's why it's fucking have crazy. You, have you been to Tumblr lately? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so... So, uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, that's why I, I mean, it's kind of a side thing, but, um, uh, but yeah. a, I mean, the, part of the question is, do we research or use our own judgment based on the history with them? Uh, I guess it's all a lot. I, I don't really do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I try to, a lot of, I mean, honestly, I, I have also, I'm probably one of those people that kind of have jumped into the deep end on some stuff. Like I played a, that Muslim orc in that one game, um. Fortune's full. Fortune's, Fortune's full. full. That's a cl- that's an old one that we even yeah. played. But I played a, a Muslim orc in there. But that was part of the game. It's like you choose a religion, and I didn't want to be a Christian. I chose Muslim, and you take. You did a little- it as an informed decision. Mm-hmm. It was like it, w- it was a conscious effort to represent the diversity that actually existed in Renaissance Europe, mm-hmm. carried to the nth degree because orc. It was fantasy Shadowrun, right? And yeah. I, you know, it's. You're going to run into a little bit of stereotypes um, playing a game. I mean, uh, I, I use pretty much Morgan Freeman's accent <laughs> from... And I love Morgan Freeman, but that accent was uh, not so uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. But it, it's. I think it's just kind of... I always believed... You, you just do your best not to insult someone. And if someone comes to you and says that was insulting, you did something wrong. Sometimes. Sometimes people can screw themselves. But, you know, I'm, I'm here to have a good time. I hope I have not offended people. I think everybody hopes they have not offended people except for Warren. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as long as you guys... You guys know we come from a place of love. And if we ever do something bad, just tell us and we'll try not to do it again. I, I think there's... there's a, I mean, there's a saying in comedy, which is always punch up. Yes. And that is, uh, you know, you never, you never try to uh, take shots at a less... Um, uh, a less fortunate group than yourself. You always mm-hmm. want to take on a more fortunate group. Um, I'm reminded I once played a gag character for one of your games, Billy. I believe it was the Wax game. Uh, we were all shooting a movie. Oh my god, you were gay. Yeah, and I only I totally brought it up like forgot about really. It. Oh my god, you're gay. <laughs> yeah, really randomly. I remember I just kind of made a snap judgment and like I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to say something that actually a gay friend said to me years ago, which is like, I'm going to drink so much I'm going to. I'm going to drink so much till I like girls again. <laughs> and like, that was pretty much the only reference to it. Yeah. Um, and I remember agonizing over that character weeks afterwards, being like, was that the right call? Like, was I being a, like, straight-splaining dickbag? <laughs> by, like, um, uh, but there is one group, there is one group that I definitely was not kind to, and that was the more militant Occupy movement during... <laughs> 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 by playing Black Block. And basically, any, like, any, like, far... Whenever you're fringe, something, like, what are, fringe... What? The Marvel game. The Marvel game, I where really I really don't remember your it's a, No, it was, it was Flash and Pain. We only played it once, and mm-hmm. it was a kid who was, like, identified with this, uh, this group called Black Block, which is an actual political, um, like... I, they're an aggressive political arm of, uh... 
I guess you could say Occupy. I don't even know. Look it up, kids. Um, but anyways, I needed a character in like five, you know, five minutes. I was like here and I was like, okay, shit, what's going on in the news? What's a good character for a kind of like second rate superhero? I was like, fuck it, Occupy. And then I looked it up and then I kind of went down the rabbit hole. It's like, Blacklock, perfect. What if this kid would like, that was his identity. And I remember like thinking afterwards, it's like, it's actually a political movement, you know, that's like, um, uh, you know, it'd be like the Tea Party or which, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm more disrespectful to fringe groups that I think don't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> so uh, no consequences whatsoever. Yeah, but I think we're, I think we all are guilty of the, the, uh, the New York blinders, which is <laughs> anything uh, outside of New York is Kentucky. And the two the Midwestern South, people go, oh. Yeah, it's true. When I speak of the South, I'm talking about every area that's not New York, York City. Or California. Think, yeah. But I'll be, okay, no, I'll I'll be I, honest. Sometimes I love California yeah. to the uh, South. I'll admit. Honestly, I view uh, the whole Southern California. New York blinders so kind of right, but I kind of view it as. Anything from the classical South, like from down from Kentucky, like yeah. Kentucky down, it's like we I, we do occasionally get a little red on our face. We're a little vicious there, but we do it out of love. But also, I think it's no one's taking our. I hope that no one is taking our our horrible antiquated stereotypes of like Southern white people. And saying like, wow, that must be really what they believe. It's like, no, I've got family in this. Like, I think no, but it's like, please it's, don't take yeah. my my hollow earth uh, Civil War soldiers. Oh, his history. <laughs> so exactly. good. But we we role played elves and dwarves, well, and Shadowrun type characters. We played like unrealistic sci-fi and fantasy and other type of characters. Don't take uh, us too seriously. Realistic about fantasy for me. Realistic. Like, oh, I sorry. do a lot of research on what I'm, I'm actually sure. were like. I'm sure. Tell I me about just, the Sonyas again. You know, you? Like a lot, well, you know, the three of us are, are white people. and I lo- I, There is nothing better to me than a really funny white joke. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I love making a joke about... Because you can wrap the first world problem in. Yeah. They're just fun. And, or like, you know, if you go liberal white joke... Southern white redneck Joe. I love them because it's kind of me. I'm, I'm from. The, I grew up on a farm. I love those jokes. So I, I'm, I'm more prone to say them, more so than like a culture I didn't grow up in. But mm-hmm. that's why I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm comfortable with a, a good uh, a white joke. Hey Zeus, you've made a couple Dominican jokes because one or two. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> that's why we're just. We're, it's, it, it is an experience thing. I mean, I think the people we are more experienced with, like our own culture get it worse than a lot because there's nothing better than making fun of yourself than taking that's, all your culture with you. That's something that's not serious because in my case, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, but yeah. I refer to Maine as down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm completely horrible that oh, way. Yeah. I'm just, no. Yeah. The South. It's all, it's all the South. It's all the South. It's like, it's we're, going to, we're going to Europe next year. Going down South. <laughs> no. Your Ohio's Texas? not that bad. Yeah. Well, no, it is. Like you don't yeah. realize how bad it could be. We're gonna sometimes. we're gonna be there next week, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah and we'll related see. news. Uh, Ohio, uh, wait for us. Orange we, we, Yeah, we'll. Uh, you'll be able to tell which ones we are. Oh yeah. So are we gonna post this before you guys go to Orange? Uh, that would be oh. ideal. Oh yeah, I'll be posting this on Monday. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, if you guys don't have any uh, anything else to uh, to add, then I guess we can wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> okay, solid. Um, that's a great way to end that question. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, that's, that's, what, yeah. that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah, 
All right. So, uh, listeners, as a as a little side note, most of Fanable is going to be at Origins. How's, how about somebody who's actually going to be there talk about it? Oh. Billy, oh, you're oh, the one yeah. that's been there the most. Mm-hmm. Every year I've gone to Fan, uh, I've gone to Origins. It's been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone to Origins where seventy five percent of my games were canceled due to rain. Due to, due to <laughs> just anything not showing up. It's I have not had a good time at Origins in three Why consecutive times. Billy? You will But I am going to have a great time this year. <laughs> Damn it, come hell or high water, I am going to go there and have a fantastic time. Because I, I have hope that they've gotten my letters <laughs> and my complaints. I've got this mental image of him on a gaming table like, no, guys, game's over. And you're like, no, game's not over until I have fun. Because the second time I went to Origins was the... I Were you to, rolling dice or aggressively really... masturbating during that pantomime? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Ro- second time I went to Origins was fantastic. And I'm going to find that again. So, yep. But honestly, Origins is really a great place when your GMs uh, meet up together. But there's a lot of uh, great stores. There's really cool models to check out. Mm-hmm. We're talking tabletop models and oh. models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, I've heard there's great role playing. I kind of <laughs> miss it a lot. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually really excited because yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I just I, some people say the the gaming industry and the you know role playing is on the decline. The more and more I attend these uh, conferences, it always feels like people are learning more about each other and having a better time and getting to know each other better. And I think it's getting better each and every time. So this year in Origins, positive attitude. I'm going to enjoy my Arby's on the way there. And it's going to be a fan-fan-fan-fan-able fantastic time. So, fanable listeners, if you're in the greater Columbus area of Ohio for the weekend of what? Uh, The 13th? Yep. June 13th through 16th? Uh, it starts the 12th. Well, no, it starts on the 12th. Yeah, 11th, yeah. 12th is when it starts. Yeah. We'll so be the there. So the 12th through fif- the 15th. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll actually be there 13th, 14th, and 15th. Part of 15th. So thir- yeah. uh, June 13th, 14th, and 15th, yep. and you can come on down to Origins if you're hopefully uh, already planning to attend. Don't break in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can meet uh, the majority of the Fandible crew. Uh, I will sadly not be there because... Uh, lame. So lame. <laughs> I, I, I can't go to Ohio, guys. It's a little hot for me right now. Um, <laughs> no, I got warrants. Right. Yeah, never go back. Yeah, um, so Lawrence, a kid. Yeah, another family. Yeah. <laughs> another family. <laughs> Don't let the accent pull you guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> also, I've never been to the south. Um, so, all right, uh, listeners, thank you very much for listening to another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion. I'm joined here with Angela, Billy, Daniel, and Jesus. You can follow us on Twitter at Fandible. Uh, if you like what you hear or uh, want more of what we have to offer, then go to Fandible.com. We have the blog, the Fandible blog, where we post regularly, diligently. Uh, we are uh, we are productive in the utmost sense and thought-provoking intellectuals, one and all. Uh, we have the Fandicate, which offers not one, but two games now. We have Horatio's Story, made by the esteemed uh, Billy. And we have, uh, was it 2048? 2048. 2048, made by the one, the only... Master Jesus Rodriguez. Uh, and Easy. the young Easy. Uh, yep. Uh, we have uh, got lots of uh, things for you to read, lots of things for you to listen to. Uh, you can follow me, David, on uh, Twitter at Distractionista. Uh, anybody else want to plug their stuff? You can follow me, Jesus Rodriguez, on Arvandis. You can follow me, Daniel Rodriguez, at Katsushiro, although I really don't recommend it. You can <laughs> follow me on Twitter at The Mindful Fool. And I am on Twitter as at Angela Craft. 
And um, if you follow anybody, you should probably follow Angela because she actually knows how to use Twitter. Yeah, okay. um, so. And uh, just to close this out, I say um, I'm glad to listen to me for Fandible because it's where everyone knows your name. Yep. Sometimes I want to go where everybody knows your name. Boom, 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 boom. And they're always glad you came. Dun, dun, dun. You want to be with us in the sea. The troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Uh, and also uh, give us money on Patreon. Yes, all Patreon backers, even at the $1 level, that's when you can start submitting more topics to the Geeky Topics Roundtable, yep. so keep doing our job for us. Yeah, please, guys. If I actually have to come up with another one of these questions, that'll make like three questions I've ever had to make It's going to be boxers and briefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boxers. No, I'm going to be in my either boxers or briefs. <laughs> None of you want to see that. Or I don't do want to know the answer to that question, folks. So my eyes are currently melting right now. Please keep giving us suggestions. The answer is commando. Take us out. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye!